Hey, how about the Star Wars Report podcast? If you, hey, why do I move my mic? Here we go. That's, I can't have, I can't have that. Hang on. It's like a dead, <laughs> it's like a dead Wookie. Or <laughs> gotta leave that in. All right. Tauntaun. Hey, welcome to the Star Wars Report. Uh, help us out. Head over to starsreport.com/survey, and you can answer a quick ten question, easy to fill out Google form, and help us shape the direction of the show next year. And uh, join the mailing list. We're sending out uh, multi multiple emails a week at starwarsreport.com slash mailing list. I just designed a brand new fancy swanky landing page with all kinds of cool pictures and graphics. And so you can check that out at starwarsreport.com slash mailing list and stay in touch with the show between shows, starwarsreport.com slash mailing list. This week's episode of the Star Wars Report is brought to you by the good folks supporting us over on patreon.com slash Report. Let's do the show, folks. Gob, gob, gob. And who might you be? It's the Star Wars Report. Star Wars Report. Woo! Star Wars Report. <laughs> the place for Star Wars news, features, interviews, and more. Then we can do something epic. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Please delete as appropriate. The Force. It's calling to you. Just let it in. Well, hey everybody, welcome back to the Star Wars Report podcast. It is Star Wars tonight for uh, Monday, December 9th? 9th? Is it 9th? Yes. 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 Monday, December 9th, a.k.a. one week, four days until opening Mm. night. That's also 11 days. I can do math. That's 11 days. Until the Skywalker rises in a theater near you, I'm Riley Blanton. Glad you've joined us, uh, and I'm also super excited to have uh, the gentleman who's going to cap off the week live and in person from Disney's Hollywood right. Studios, Mr. Scott Riefen. Now, how many people, you say you're excited to have me, but again, how many people did you go through before you came to me? <laughs> uh, no, like like four. <laughs> <laughs> Like four. I was like, no, I'm kidding. I'm oh, in the kid. podcast world. That's like half a phone directory. <laughs> you, we've all been there. Uh, like uh, your work schedule changes, and you got to record at the end of the day. And yep, uh, right. yeah. I've, I've, I've. Uh, William Devereux was was first on the list. I'm not gonna lie, ah. but it's because he was scheduled. This it's that's it, a whole uh, thing. He was already scheduled. Right. <clears throat> no, Scott Rifen, of course, my Star Wars story. Uh, yep. The most listened to man in South Georgia radio, uh, hosting Straight Talk on WGIG. So we're bringing a, a man with radio professionalism and talent to the podcast today. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm glad hey, to have you, man. Let me, let me ask you something. You said there was a survey on the StarWarsReport.com. Yes. StarWarsReport.com slash sur- survey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it again? StarWarsReport.com slash survey. That's the one. Slash survey. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you Eight doing seconds. this now? <laughs> All yeah. Right. All right. Hang on. Wow. This is some. This is a. This is what we call yeah. a real plug for the yeah. uh, for the thing. How often Let's, do you listen to the Star Wars Report? Oh, not every episode, unfortunately. Oh, that's just gosh. that's my time that's... thing. Though. I'll say most of the oh, time because you'll feel better if I say that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, how did you discover Star Wars Report? You know who discovered me? Star Wars Report. Who did discover you? Star Wars Report. Probably, probably Glosson. Oh, okay, so you did. Because hear... he was like, when he first we first got to know each other, he's like, "Have you met the kids yet?" <laughs> oh gosh, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. That sounds about <laughs> right. 
I said, who are the kids? He's Riley and Bethany. They're this not is... twins, but they should be. I said, okay. Yep. I might be an active duty officer in the military with a grown up, grown ass job and everything. I'm still, we're still the kids. It's, it's, yep. It'll never change. <laughs> All right. Hang on. What would you change about our podcast? Okay. Here we, mm. Needs more uh-huh. rifen. Yeah. Okay. More rifen. Got it. There you okay. go. We'll take. Now I'm good. Yeah. So, so there you go. Uh, Starsreport.com slash survey. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Well, man, uh, here it is. As always, we've just got a lot to talk about in the news. Something to report. Data have the news. Data brought to us by the Botham spies. Can send a clear transmission. There it is. Listen, listen. Uh, the TV spots continue to roll out, but this time we're, we're pretty much caught out, caught up, but they released uh, on the Star Wars Twitter, as they want to do. That's where they've been releasing a lot of these things. Uh, this really cool featurette is just called Friendships. Um, Star Wars. It yeah. means family. For my family. But it's this exact tribute to the emotion of it all. all of the original trilogy actors and some of the most friendly moments they've had. Yeah. See, of course, he says it means family, but that's Ohana. <laughs> but it juxtaposes original trilogy footage against um, Rise of Skywalker footage. Yeah. And Taking we... one last look. There it is. Oh, that kills me. my friends. The feeling on set is one of joy. I really like with this film that we get a lot more scenes together, especially myself, Oscar, and Daisy. The dynamic between us three is capturing some of that spirit of the original films. It feels like kids going on an adventure. That was great. And then it was fun too, because I hadn't properly worked with Oscar before. And he and John are hilarious. That's my boy, man. We can be a bit cheeky sometimes. (laughs) But as long as he's right next to me, I can do anything. The Star Wars universe has created friendships that have lasted for 40 plus years. I've fallen deeply, deeply in love with this man. So to capture that spirit and bring it to a conclusion has been such an amazing task. It felt nice to stand there with Daisy and Oscar. I'm kind of like, oh wow, like this is truly the end of our contribution to this saga. But the legacy will carry on. Wait for the piano. More piano. That's it. That's there's the piano. They like doing that. They love that little piano. Turn up the reverb on it. Just yeah. uh, that was the G. That when I would play that on a trumpet, I would mm. strive to hit that. It was a G in mm. uh, B flat tuning, mm. and I would strive to get to that G. Mm. Yeah, it's it's, it's, the, a, it's uh, a beautiful. It's a beautiful sound. It's uh, yes. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, well, it's a, and it's this direct juxtaposition of of the original three and in, in the original trilogy, and and really highlighting the fact of like, hey, we're bringing these three characters together, and about time. Yeah, it's all I can say. Does it really. ring? Tr- does it ring true for you, or does it seem a little forced? No, I, I feel like it's funny because you've you've seen them so many places together. You've seen them in so many situations together that you just kind of and we've had Poe and Finn, and we've had. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Finn and Ray. Yeah, uh, but it, it doesn't even hit me until the end of the last Jedi. Going, oh yeah, they haven't really met each other, have they? Finn and uh, mm. Ray and Poe. Uh, hmm. So I, to me, these guys should be going out on adventures together. In fact, I feel like as an old 
Marvel Star Wars nut, I feel like there should have been, you know, 24 issues of them going off together doing things as a trio. <laughs> but that's just yeah. me. Yeah. Well, and I love the... It does really seem like they were having a great time on set. You know, yes. obviously this is selectively edited, but it's it just to see a lot of them cracking up on set together. It's just shot after shot of them having a great time. And, you know, a lot of these shots... Maybe I've seen once or twice before, but all strung together of the original trilogy and how and much they were. We get a lot more scenes together. Yeah, how much they were just goofing off. Yeah, well, and here's the thing. I don't know if you remember this or not. You remember the movie The Tourist? The, the, isn't that um? Wasn't that a Johnny Depp? Angelina yeah. I never saw it because, but I remember it got like t- no box office, but great reviews or terrible it, it, reviews, and no, I don't remember. No terrible reviews and no box office. Oh, okay. Um, and and one of the things that came out was there was this. The, the big uh, the ad campaign started with a real buzz that there was this palpable chemistry between Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie of the trailer. You just won't be able to believe oh. the the chemistry they have. And when you watch it, it's like it's like two cardboard cutouts trying to act with each other. <laughs> and that's just the trailer. And you're like, my God, if the trailer is this bad, <laughs> what's going to happen in the movie? And you so completely don't get that sense out of these actors on the set. Mm. They seem to genuinely enjoy working together, work well together, enjoy each other's company. Yeah. And I, and I think that makes a difference because that kind of thing does show on screen famously uh, in the force awakens when they were shooting those, the first scenes between uh, Ray and Finn, I, I should mm. say between Daisy Ridley and uh, Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Why am I, these na- names are hard, Scott names. Yes. are hard. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, when they were filming the scenes um, for Force Awakens, they really uh, they had a more sort of contentious Leia Han, A New Hope dynamic between the the yeah. two, and um, and it really wasn't working for them as well. And and it, and the as we found out later, Harrison Ford's accident served as extra time to do some rewrites and kind of yeah. re uh, have a second hack at their dynamic and make it a little bit more friendly, a little bit more innocent because it turns yeah. out Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher, they can kind of, well, somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way or she, he's the brain sweetheart or she's the brain sweetheart. So um, those lines kind of worked well, but they weren't working for, for Daisy Ridley. And can you imagine a yeah. like sarcastic, witty, dry Daisy Ridley Yes, wow. actually, I can. <laughs> Wait, really? I, I can, but not work. with not maybe not with him. Yeah, uh, I can see her being sarcastic and and witty and dry, but uh, I think I don't think that's Ray. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think Daisy Ridley can do that, but I don't I don't know that that's a Ray thing. But I I I I feel bad because I can't credit the podcast because I can't remember which podcast it was. But there was one podcast that really pointed out how much of the language between the two of them in Force Awakens is affirmation hmm well yeah. you're really good at this no you're great at this wow look how good you are at this mm. Just a lot of that yeah and i'm sure that that's obviously not the way the original draft was no like remember when they first like she gets done kind of nearly wrecking the millennium falcon he barely pulls off the shot and they they're so elated to have accomplished yeah. the task and that's when they actually introduce e- them e- to each other yeah um yeah it is a really good uh, i i can't wait i'm finishing the movie literally tonight after i finish up podcasting i'm heading over to the fiancés and we're we're gonna watch it uh and i'm hyped i can't wait um we're almost there all oh, last last jedi is the the last one um crazy. Oh, wow. yeah we've watched uh, i've literally watched all of them leading up uh including solo and rogue one was the last one she hadn't seen so she's huh. officially entirely caught up 
I feel like wow. I've, I've done my duty as a fan and as a fiance. <laughs> so, and if she doesn't love them all, that's okay. Uh, then, then we have to call off the wedding. So. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. <laughs> She's she actually her her favorite film mm-hmm. is the Phantom Menace. It was yeah, the, good it, for her. It was the goofiest. She just liked it. It was goofy but fast paced and kind of had some intrigue, political intrigue in the background. She liked that. Um, and uh, yeah, that it that became her sort of favorite. Her favorite of the Disney era. I have to ask her. I think it's Force Awakens though. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, that's the. But I digress. I di- how about we talk a little bit about some Mandalorian. How's that sound? Oh, yeah, gladly. We have not had a chance to talk since episode five came out, and we finally got the desert planet of Tatooine. Yes, we did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so here's the deal. Um, hmm. We got yes. Tatooine. It's not Jakku, not Jeddah. It's nope. actually Tatooine. Mm-hmm. But as I was watching the episode... I, I was pretty excited to return to the planet. I actually had seen it on Twitter briefly. I try to avoid Twitter, but I just saw somebody say something, something tattooing. I was like, I bet that's the new episode. And of course it was. That um, actually was the title of the new episode, something, something tattooing. Oh, yeah, something, something tattooing. <laughs> but, but, it's, but they finally they give us that dose of nostalgia. But I throughout the episode as it happened, there was so much of it, I found myself sort of searching for the larger story because i was almost sensitive to that fact because everything location wise was so familiar like we mm-hmm. we not only see tatooine it's moss Eisley, and not just yeah. moss Eisley, it's the docking bay with some pit droids from moss espa and the mm-hmm. and the, so there's our prequel reference and then we cut cut to like i bet we'll see the cat ta- the the cantina at which point we cut to the cantina. Like, well, we what did. else is left? The Dune Sea? She's the, no the good to us. The droid detector. The droid detector was gone from the cantina. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it was the it was Jabba's ex-torture droid dude, right? I guess it could have been EV-99. I guess, or same model, yeah. yeah. Um, but we get it. We, the, a sort of laundry list, the, the Dune Sea, quote, she's no good to us dead, Baker's Canyon, Zephyr G swoop bikes, a little Attack of the Clones reference for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tusken Raiders... Banthas, Dubaks, it's it's a it's 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 a chocolate cake of nostalgia. Which here's the thing: I actually don't mind that if you, ref, the references to nostalgia. But what I struggled with, Scott, and talk me down from this. But I, at the end of the episode, and I and I, this is one of those things where I found my take was already sort of I was already articulated in a lot of blog posts and stuff. So I don't feel like I'm particularly original in this opinion. But I got to the end of the episode where he's recovered, Baby Yoda. And once again on the run, uh, and not a lot has actually happened with that main plot, the the asset, and and who's after him, and what has what's happening with the the Im- the remnants of the empire uh, and the other bounty hunters that are chasing him. It did seem like a very one off episode. I don't dare use the word filler because Matt rushing somewhere is is was going to hit me through his iPhone. <laughs> 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 he loved the episode, uh, and a lot of people loved this episode, and I and I get yeah. that. I didn't think it was a bad episode. I just I, I feel like absent a little more progression of the main storyline that they've set up, um, it it, I, it kind of meant the nostalgia was was something it was leaning on too much. Let me take this backwards a little way, if I can. Sure. How, how much less progression of the overall storyline was there in this episode as compared to the previous episode? Hmm. You have to remind me. Because so, I don't, that's, uh, they're, they're on the planet, they're seven samurai episodes. Oh, it, you know, it sure was. 
and I didn't feel that way at all. And that's very inconsistent of me. I can, I'll be the first to recognize <laughs> that. Um, because it was, it was a very, it was like right out of that Clone Wars episode where they went mm-hmm. off on the side. But, um, you know, maybe it was that I, I found the characters more interesting, like Cara Dune, the whole idea of fighting the the setup and environment was really intriguing with the uh, fighting a ATST not as one of many walkers, not as the chicken walker that's not as powerful, but at, yeah. instead as the, it was almost like a horror movie threat, like with yeah. the glowing red eyes. I found all of that just kind of a fascinating mm-hmm. uh, take. But you're right, as far as the main plot line, we don't really learn, it doesn't really progress towards that. And maybe I'm maybe I'm being too... Maybe I'm putting too much on the series to be more impactful or connect more to the, you know, what the bigger Star Wars universe. Maybe it doesn't need to be that. But I, I did find myself thinking about that a lot at the end of the episode. To quote Joel Hodgson, just repeat to yourself, it's just a show. I should really just relax. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, um, can we just say Cara Dune's freaking awesome, and I love the idea of an yeah. ex uh, shock trooper. It's pretty, pretty freaking awesome. And I and I like her casting a lot better than the Gunslingers casting. And maybe that's what didn't set right with you on the Mandalorian hmm. chapter five is uh, dramatically a lot of it hung on you know a lot of it hung in episode four on Cara Dune, and a lot of it hung in episode five on the Gunslinger. Mm, yeah, and the acting was not right. And he and he wasn't so hot. I mean, in, in all honesty, no offense to him. Yeah, I'm just sorry. I just I pull up I pull up the episode just because I was curious because this is what well, you can do. Got introduced to Finnick Shand. Finnick Shand was awesome. And she ain't gone. She's still alive. No, I I think and that's maybe since the dramatic tension really came from this kind of weird, spoiled, rich wannabe bounty hunter. It just felt. It just didn't. It, it it his character just didn't connect to me as much personally as say Cara no. Dune or Finnick Shand has. Totally get it. Totally get it. And and you're not wrong on that. I don't think. And and I don't know if it was casting or writing, but I I tend to think some of it at least has got to be the casting. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Well, hey, I want to take a brief time out to uh, say a big shout out and thank you to uh, today's sponsor for the Star Wars Report podcast. It's the Fan Dummies podcast. You should check them out. FanDummies.com. They are every Monday and Thursday focusing on all things Marvel, DC. The when it comes to wars, uh, well, when it comes to star franchises. Uh, Trek Wars, they're covering it. Uh, they've got a new series coming out on uh, preparing for, uh, for Picard. It's the new Picard series that's coming out on CBS All Access. They're covering that. They've got um, Crash Course and Stargate. They also have uh, episodes on The Dark Crystal, Stranger Things, and much more. It's all available at fandummies.com, fandummies.com. For Star Wars fans, they are covering The Rise of Skywalker. They've got an episode called Preparing for Rise of Skywalker, going through all that you need to do, all the uh, pieces of content you need to consume, books to read, movies to watch, to prepare for Rise of Skywalker. And it's all available at fandummies.com. And we do appreciate the Fandummies podcast for supporting us here at the Star Wars Report. Woo-hoo. Now, uh, we got some feedback. Now, in today's day and era, it's not just email, Scott. No. From, from the old Instagram, we have uh, mm. a message from at Prius. Um, says, which I thought it was interesting that a Prius has come to enjoy the Star Wars Report podcast. But listen, mm-hmm. we, I appreciate listeners from any and all walks of life, uh, even the mm-hmm. eco-friendly ones. 
So yep. he says, hey, Riley, love the Star Wars Report podcast. Really enjoy breaking down all of the Episode Nine trailers. I have a thought on the C-3PO Friends dialogue. This is the topic, Scott, that will not die. Swear to you, half of our emails are on this friend, you know, one last huh. look at my friends. We've been talking and debating back and forth. Does it mm-hmm. count? Are he, is he actually friends with Ray, or is it more of a friends of friends kind of deal? He's he's no. friends with the, th- he, you know. No, he's looking he's looking through his databanks. Yeah. Oh well, that's true. Or well, you know, you bring you say that, and I like. That's something I should have thought of. That's a really good point. <laughs> but he said, um, what if C-3PO uh, is somehow connected to Leia and it's Leia talking in the scene and not C-3PO? There is a cable or something connected to the back of 3PO's heads. Maybe that's yeah. how uh, JJ wraps up Leia's story. It seems odd that 3PO would fo- be the focus of the final movie, especially since his story arc has a lot of plot holes, just speculating as many are. Interesting. Hmm. So is 3PO, could this be a way of Leia recording a message or projecting a message? I don't know how this would work. Um, through, hmm. through 3PO, 3PO is the messenger, the mouthpiece for Leia? Um, I guess. I mean, I guess it's just so. Here's the weird thing. Remember, hmm. when, remember that movie, Last Jedi, that came out? Which one? Oh. Last Jedi? I don't know if you oh, heard of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, most people didn't really talk about it that much, so... <laughs> Especially on the internet. Um, the, it was funny because when it came out, people said, if you're critical of it, it's only because it defied your expectations and you didn't get what you wanted out of it. You were expecting something else. And the thing about me is I don't, when it comes to Star Wars movies, I don't create expectations. Yeah. I, I was literally, I went into the Disney store in Times Square. Remember that? Remember our wonderful New York weekend together I apart? D- I do. That was a great, great times. Good memories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, getting your hotel room broken into. And, good times. Um, good times. <laughs> but my wife and I went into the Times Square Disney store, and I had my Last Jedi shirt on this before the movie came out. It was October before the movie came out. And the cast member of the store just, like, assailed me. Oh, my God, you got Last Jedi. What about Ray? She's a Skywalker, right? Didn't she? What do you think about Ray? What do you think is going to happen here? What do you th- and I don't I do not do that. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I let the movie happen. I, yeah. You know, I don't, I'm not creating expectations. That all having been said, I have a pretty solid expectation of what that 3PO moment is about, and I don't know why. Hmm. And but what is that like, expectation? What do you think it is about? I feel like he is about to undergo some mission that is going to involve him being reprogrammed, and they believe they're going to have to flush, you know, going to have to wipe his memory, which has happened, you know, mm-hmm. happened yeah. at the end of episode three. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think he's kind of staring off into space and like, what are you doing three PO? And he's just, I think he's reviewing everything one last time mm. saying goodbye to Luke and mm. Leia. And, and he's doing it by seeing all of the things that, that he went through before it gets destroyed forever, basically. Mm. Yeah. Could, could we have a little bit of cat Stevens playing while that montage happens? <laughs> How can I try to explain? Um, I would I would watch the hell out of that. Oh sure, <laughs> that uh, would defy expectations. Uh, yes, it would. Yes, it would. Listen, I'm ready. Um, I got an email from Bryant. Uh, says, hey, first let me uh, start by saying I've really been enjoying the Mandalorian. I thought the uh, episode first episode was good, a good starter, not a great episode but just a good way to kickstart the series. However, episode two, the child lost me a little bit. Aside from Baby Yoda using the Force, which they could have shown in other ways that advanced the plot, nothing really happened. Uh, and this episode, let's see. 
uh Dinjarin in the exact same episode when it oh the the episode ended the way it started he was oh and by the way i should specify brian is responding to uh an email newsletter that you can sign up for at starsport.com slash mailing list um anyway but the weird part for me back to brian's email weird part for me is that i kept seeing people post online that they loved episode two so amazing and so great um and now those same people are hating on this episode he's talking about episode five where nothing really happened and it's just one mm-hmm. big circle. So which is it? I feel like it, Scott, you've already challenged me in the same way Brian did. Um, I was about to bring that up too, is that, uh, that we've had three episodes criticized now for nothing really happening, but yet we love the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, Brian finishes off. May, I'll, I'll maybe, finish off his email real quick. He just says, um, okay. uh, I thought it was a fine episode. The Easter egg overload didn't kill it for me, although it was close. What really gets to me is if if we have shorter episodes, 30 minutes-ish ish each, um, and you have shorter season, eight episodes, it feels like you can't afford to have the filler, fluff, go-nowhere episodes. It's not to say that you have to have an all-out Mandalorian war like in episode three. Uh, that might be too much, but you, you, you have to just make them all count. Love the show. Can't wait for more Star Wars everything. I like, I like that last sign. More Star Wars everything. I'm with you, Bryant. Uh, thanks for emailing. Yeah. Your response, sir. Um, I, I do find it interesting that the criticism of the episodes that are criticized is that they are filler. And maybe it is that something is happening in these episodes that we don't quite know is happening and won't know until the bow is put on them. Hmm, that's true. And there's still, you're right, there are a lot of like pieces that were left that could be picked up from episode five. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, first off, I'm enjoying all the episodes. I, I haven't found any, even the quote unquote fillers. Yeah. No, same. I've enjoyed. Same, yeah. Um, but I, I just, I wonder if we're not, if, well, there's this thing that used to exist back in the old days called episodic television. And I don't know if we <laughs> if we remember that or not, but it used to be that just about every week the buttons were reset. Mm, yep, that's true. And every week the Enterprise would leave that planet and everybody would be fine. Mm-hmm. And then the next week we'd go to another planet and everything would get thrown asunder. And then by the time we left that planet, we're good. Um, and yeah. it may just be this is a throwback to old school episodic TV. Yeah, which and I do like that. I I mean I love the fact that there, Star Wars has a chance to embrace what inspired it, um, the the serial age of storytelling, um, or it may just be good old fashioned world building. Yeah, maybe there are things about the the galaxy at this stage, which we've never seen this galaxy on film. Mm. Uh, this you know five years after Jedi, we just we haven't yeah. seen this, and it may be that they're having a galaxy build and go look here's the way things are. Here's what's happening with them. Here's yeah, the deal. That's true. Yeah, it, it is. And it's you can also really feel the Dave Filoni influence as well. Mm-hmm. Um, even in the visual storytelling. It's really cool to see how that's being incorporated. A lot of the... We would see Ralph McQuarrie showing up in animation, and now we're seeing it show up in live action in ways that it hasn't mm-hmm. before. And I love... That's very much, I think, a Dave Filoni influence as well that I do love. And yeah, it's important to recognize. I've I've actually enjoyed all of the episodes. And I actually really didn't feel like any were filler, maybe until this most recent one more. But um, but yeah, it's good food for thought. Bryant, thanks for the email. And hey, mm-hmm. it's almost time to wrap up, but I want to say a quick oh, no. shout out. Quick shout out to our uh, second sponsor for today. Hey, it's Audible. Here's the deal. You want to get yourself a free audiobook. How's that sound? Free audiobook, audibletrial.com. That's where you got to go. You're going to get a free audiobook and two Audible Originals. They're producing their own high-quality podcast-like originals. 
Uh, and you can get all of that if you just go to audibletrial.com slash Star Wars Report and uh, sign up right there and you'll get yourself a free Star Wars audiobook. We have Resistance Reborn has just come out. Uh, Kevin Shinnick's new book, what is the... He's got a Luke Skywalker book that just came out. Um, that's not the Force Collector one, then. I, I, that's what I'm thinking. The, yeah, yeah, Force, Force Collector, Collector that just came out. Um, of course, you've got uh, the new Thrawn books by Timothy Zahn. Yeah, it's got a brand new trilogy coming yeah. up, yeah. Yeah, check it out. Uh, all available at audibletrial.com slash Star Wars Report. And we do thank Audible for supporting the Star Wars Report podcast. Well, sir... Tell huh? the internet uh, where they can find your ongoing exploits in the world, in the media landscape. Uh, I'm my personal Twitter feed is Rifen, mm. R Y F U N, and uh, of course you can get my show, mm. my daily uh, talk show, uh, Straight Talk on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Scott Rifen. Yep, yep. S C O T T R Y F U N. And my Star Wars story is available at my Star Wars story, mystarwarsstory.com. Uh, I'm going to try to have an episode out before the new movie. We'll see. Mm, there you go. I like it. I like I'm it. I'm not going to promise. No promises. But hey, yeah, no, oh. at Rifen, uh, it's a good time following. You know what? You should right. go check it out. Sometimes you might even disagree with him, like I do. But, it, <laughs> but I still enjoy <laughs> hearing the opinions of one Scott Rifen. It's a thing that happens sometimes. Mm hmm. <laughs> Oh, by the way, you didn't mention the Bose thing that came out today. Oh, yeah. There, I, I heard about this. Yeah, hear, did you hear about this? <laughs> they need to sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they have like a new Star Wars headphone or something. Well, they uh, have a model of their uh, Quiet Comfort 2s that are Star Wars edition, which kind of ticks me off because I just got a replacement set of Quiet Comfort 2s recently. Uh, I can't go blow another 400 bucks on the stupid things. <laughs> um, but they've also added a Bose... Uh, augmented reality experience to the Star Wars app starting today. Oh, cool. Nice. Well, so you'll wear be able your Bose to... headphones and use the Star Wars app, and you should be able to get a Bose AR experience. Look at that. Look at that. I like it. I like it. Well, you will have the links for everything we've talked about today uh, in the episode, episode 411 of the Star Wars Report, uh, or you can just click on the notes in your podcast app of choice. We'll have the links right there to everything we talked about. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, it's at the Riley Guy there, and also Instagram, like the Blue Prius. Uh, <laughs> message us. You listen. We we take feedback uh, in all forms. And speaking of feedback, StarWarsReport.com/survey. Fill it out. Help us out. Uh, let us know what you'd like to see from the show. Um, it's really easy to do. Last plug: StarWarsReport.com/mailing list. Make sure you sign up. I'm sending emails a couple times a week in between shows. Uh, keeping you guys up to date on the latest and greatest in the world of Star Wars as we count down the next 11 days. There's only one, three episodes. Three, four, three, ep three episodes. Four, uh, four, wow. four if you uh, are a Patreon subscriber where you can hear me and Scott talk about hashtag Bendemption. I lied. There was another plug. <laughs> I snuck that one in there. But yeah, no, seriously, you can support us also on patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. Me and Scott had a great time discussing. Discussing. We were discussing hashtag redemption. It was here. The Star Wars Mandalorian. Okay, um, we're done. We're done. I'm out. I'm out. Get us out of here, Miko. Han Solo. Are we at that part? No, we, we passed that part. That's my favorite ah! part. It's a. Uh...
Hang on, was it's like well, it's like in the interlude. We were just talking about this. There's like this whole disco interlude. Let me find it. He raps it. Yeah. I used to know it, man. I was good. Oh, here it is. Oh, yep, yep. All right. This is just this is not happening. All right, I'm nope, nope, stop. This is because we're making it stop, making it stop. I was wondering what you'd call a halt to it because I'd go all the way. I went three. I went three beats to the fourth one. I was like, nope, can't do it. <laughs>